how much does the road accident fund lose every year in opportunistic loss of income claims? We speak to actuary and damages expert Gregory Whittaker. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, and uh, good morning to you all, to your listeners and viewers. What does your research show in terms of figures, Gregory? Um, so what we looked at was just the, um, we, we, we did a claims analysis. Um, we obtained um, data from the Road Accident Fund to just see what's the composition of the claims. And we were able to um, tease out what, what the value of uh, loss of income claims were for non-serious injuries. Um, and if we liken that to the, the current day value that's being paid out, so in the in the financial year ending um, March 2023, the Road Accident Fund paid out 22 billion rand for loss of income claims, and of that, we estimate around three billion is in respect of non-serious injury. Why are these claims still legally possible? So they are still possible. Um, the, the, the reason being is that there, there was an amendment to the Rodex and Fund Act in 2008. And what that did is that it prevented um, general damages claims. So general damages claims are basically um, a, a, it's a sort of non-economic damages. I often refer to it as non-economic damages. So it's a, it's a payment for things like pain and suffering and so on. So it's, um, and, and they, they did away with um, general damages claims for non-serious injuries. And when I refer to a non-serious injury, it's basically referring to someone who's got less than a 30% whole person impairment, or um, the, you can still have a you can you can the, the act allows for you to have less than a 30% whole person impairment, but then there's something that's called the narrative test, um, which can then put you into the category of a, of a serious injury. So, um, but if you if you just look at it some just purely on the basis of those who and have less than a 30% um, whole person impairment, um, they don't, they no longer received uh, a claim for general damages. So that's things like whiplash and so on. Um, before 2008, um, there used to be payments for, for general damages for those sorts of things. And then and that generally used to be the only payment that was made. Um, what happened is when, when the act was amended and, that did, and it did away with a payment for general damages for non-serious injuries, um, there wasn't a corresponding adjustment for loss of earnings. So the, the, the emphasis seems to have shift, shifted to claims for loss of earnings. So in other words, claims that were previously just settled on the basis of a fairly low payment for general damages is now shifted to um, higher, higher um, claims for loss of earnings. So it, it is permissible under the Act as it stands, um, but... My feeling is that the the, the compensation, the, the method that's used to calculate these things, and and the the, the general uh, values that you see out of the out of the claims data uh, point to the the compensation being excessive. See, how else is the system being abused? Well, look, I think there's um, there's a number of uh, aspects when it comes to uh, just the, the you know calculations. Um, there's there's a lot of um, debate around the use of industrial psychologists in, in doing earnings projections and so on. So um, there, there was actually recently um, mentioned by the CEO of the Radixson Fund where, they, where he mentioned that sort of 90% of uh, children's claimants are projected to get a degree, whereas in reality um, only sort of like I think 7% of the population has a degree. So, um, so there are those sort of aspects where um, – you know, I mean, it, a lot of experts, the, the 
your your core duty is really to the court and and, and not to your client. So you you ought to come up with an objective analysis of 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 what the c- a career progression would be. For example, for a child that's injured in an accident. Um, um, so my paper actually does speak to 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 that as well in terms of um, children's claims. So South Africa is a little bit different. I mean, we did a comparison with the BRICS countries, and South Africa is quite a bit different in terms of how they determine a loss of earnings for a child who's injured in an accident. So um, if you look at countries like China and India, you'll find that they actually um, base the compensation on sort of an average national earnings, and they leave it at that. Um, in South Africa, it, they, you know, they'll, they'll investigate your family history and all sorts of other things, and then come up with, and then they'll come up with projections of your of your earnings uh, of earnings into the future uh, based on various scenarios, such as having a degree and so on. And so, so, the, so the com- compensation is not uh, not terribly consistent when it comes to uh, determining losses for for children. Um, so we we are quite different um, compared to to the, you know the the other other BRICS countries in that regard. So as a result, how do these compensation payouts compare to those made in terms of the Occupational Injuries Act? Yeah, so that's something we looked at. Um, so, for example, if, you, if you're looking at somebody who's uh, – so the so, uh, um basically they have a defined benefit for determining um, loss of earnings uh, for non-serious injuries. So for, for somebody who's, who's less than 30% disabled, they've got a set formula. And it's basically uh, it's just based on a, a multiple of your earnings, uh, and, it, and it's based on your percentage, sharpness, and payment. So it's just a once-off lump sum. And within ter- in terms of that regime, I mean, the maximum payment that you can get for a, a non-serious injury is, is, is of the order of three hundred thousand rand, um, and that's if you're thirty percent sharpness impaired. Um, whereas with the Radisson Fund, I mean, we found one claim where. And the the payout was about twenty five times the um, the the maximum under the under the under the under quota. So I think in that case the person got about seven and a half million rand for a non serious injury for loss of earnings. Um, so the I think the advantage of the quota system is just more administratively expedient. So if if you look at how um, claims are, are dealt with at the moment and and under the X, there's often like Quite a few experts that are uh, briefed and involved, so you, you you know you normally have at least the same number of core experts for a non-serious injury as for a serious injury. So you normally have things like occupational therapists, orthopedic surgeons, industrial psychologists, and so on. It doesn't matter whether the person is seriously injured or not seriously injured. You normally have a, the similar core experts involved, and then and then cal- and then and then calculations are made based on on, on those reports. But um. You know, so so it's it, it's almost like almost the same expense for the, for, you know, for sometimes like a whiplash injury. So you know, one needs to um, perhaps look at a system where there is less, uh, you know, it's less burden. It's less of a burden in terms of getting a and matter shouldn't even go to court. I mean, it should just be a, a fairly routine administrative exercise to determine what the uh, loss of loss of income should be. So there's a big mismatch. I mean, for, for exactly for, the, for exactly the same injury, for example, if you lose a toe in, at the workplace or in a, in a road accident fund, I claim, um, you know, the compensation is calculated completely differently. Okay. Now, all these claims, huge claims are being paid out against the background of RAF. Uh, in, 
RAF's dire financial position? How bad is it at the moment? Well, look, there has um, the the national treasury is. Uh, I had to rely on, on their estimate of the um, of the unfunded liability, which is around about three hundred and fifty billion uh, rand. Um, I do I do emphasise in the in the research as well as that obviously the primary cause of the of the issue is, is our high rate of accidents in South Africa. So I think like at the source we have a problem on our roads. We need to obviously be uh, uh, you know far more resources directed at actually uh, curing the problem, which is high rate of accidents. Um, you know, once you know, once you solve that, then obviously you've got fewer claims and everything else. There's a knock-on effect. Um, but this was so. So I, I absolutely acknowledge that. But um, but um, but with but within that context, you know, if you're looking at um, what what I believe is is fairly wasteful uh, in 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 many instances, is 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 payments for for non-serious injuries. Now, of all the research you have done, Gregory, what are your recommendations? So I do think. Um, an important thing is just to align the the act uh, in terms of where we have no payment for general damages for non-serious injury. That there needs to be some alignment uh, with with the loss of income. Um, so that so not necessarily doing away with the loss of income altogether for for non-serious injury, but I think there needs to be a more um, expedient system in terms of assessing the matters and 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 making um, smaller payments. Um, than than what are currently being made, um, and then I also think we need to we need to shift to a system. You know, we've got an, a number of different um, personal injury uh, so, sort of uh, systems in the country where you know you've got the if you're injured in the workplace, you're covered by the Compensation Emotional Injuries and Diseases Act. Um, you you know, I've written and extensively also about the medical malpractice problem in South Africa, and there, there's a lot of uh, issues around the uh, carbon compensation there as well. Um, so I think, and, and also then you've got like a statutory act like the RAF. So I think there's a lot of things that, that can be aligned in terms of um, a, a more standardized system of compensation across all of these spheres. And um, I, I mean, another thing that you, you, that there's also a major surge in claims, for example, against the South African Police Service, the civil claims and so on. So um, there's, there's a number of fronts where one needs to try and just have sort of a, perhaps I want to suggest it as just sort of a central body where one can, um, you know, make sure all of these things are aligned. That was actuary and damages expert Gregory Whitaker speaking to Biz News. I am Chris Stain. Thank you, Gregory. 